Welcome to Bleacher Brawls. This is the podcast about the most loved team in baseball and the most hated team in baseball, depending on which side you're on. Bleacher Brawls, the latest Yankees and Red Sox podcast coming directly from the bleachers to your ears right now. My name is Patrick. I am here with John and Doug and Luke. We're Red Sox fans. We're Yankees fans. And, well, we're going to do some bleacher brawling. First things first, we're going to introduce ourselves so you get to know us a little bit better. Luke, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, my name is Luke. Uh, I've been a Red Sox fan for uh, 32 years and counting, ever since I was eight years old. Uh, Mike Greenwell was my first idol and continued to be for the next 20 years, even though he only played for the next five or six before getting shipped off to Japan. Uh, but that was enough for me. His 1988 seasons, what got me hooked on uh, the Red Sox, hooked on baseball in general, and I've been obsessed ever since. Um, I, um, John and I, um, we came up with, uh, the, actually, John came up with this idea for uh, the Bleacher, Bleacher Brawls brand back in uh, 2019. The idea started as a uh, website, a blog, um, where uh, a Red Sox fan, me, and a Yankee fan, him, uh, would duke it out, uh, you know, about our teams. I love the Red Sox. He loves the Yankees. We each hate the other's team. Uh, we met in college. We used to we used to argue incessantly back and forth with each other about our teams, about how much we hate the other teams, about whatever's going on in the league. It drove a lot of our friends crazy, uh, but it entertained uh, some of the others too. Um, so that was really uh, how this came about to how, how this all came to fruition about 20 years later. Uh, it started with the blog, www.bleacherbrawls.com. That's been going for a couple of years now. Um, we are, and, uh, now it has uh, branched out into what we are hoping to be a multimedia brand. Uh, we're starting our first podcast now. We got YouTube content. We're going to have Twitter uh, spaces. Uh, we'll be hollering at you at social media. Um, so uh, we're looking forward to entertaining all you guys listening, um, growing the amount of you that are listening, and um, being with you for a long time to come. John, I want to hear a little bit about uh, the Yankees side of things. And uh, yeah, what Luke said, um, your idea of, of bringing this together and making this project happen. Well, I am John to introduce myself. I'm a lifelong third generation Yankees fan. So I've been a Yankees fan since the day I was born. Uh, grew up worshiping Don Mattingly. I still do. Um, I'm, if I'm not rooting for the Yankees, I will always give that little nod to the Marlins down there in Miami. Um, yeah, so Luke and I met in college and just started arguing about Yankees and Red Sox from day one. And that really was the uh, beginning of a great lifelong friendship. Um, we drove some people crazy and actually had a funny story from the hall. We went to see the hall of fame with a group of us, the baseball hall of fame. And, uh, when we were going through the plaque rooms, we get to the Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams area. And Luke and I just start going at it from that point forward because, you know, you're not going very far. A couple every couple of steps, you're getting a Yankees or a Yankees player or a Red Sox player in the Hall of Fame. So it's just one right after another. Boom, boom, boom. Making fun of each other's teams. Uh, a buddy of mine who's a Philly fan standing behind us. He's just cracking up. He thinks we're hilarious. And uh, he I guess we get to the point where it's around Steve Carlton. And he says, oh, well, there's a real you know Hall of Famer to be proud of. And Luke and I just kind of turn and look at this guy. <laughs> 
Like, he's absolutely crazy. Like, who are you, Philly? Like, get out of here. And uh, he said it was just one of the most insulting moments in his life, but also one of the funniest. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, that kind of gave me the idea of this is something that'd be great and fun to do. I think there's a lot of other people like us out there that do like the Yankees, that do like the Red Sox, and do like to argue about that. So I'm... I think that's a great place to start. And uh, I'm right now the lone Yankees contributor, but we're going to have more coming in on the way. And if you're listening to this right now, you're interested in that, you know, reach out. With that being said, yes, it is a little lopsided tonight. It's not going to be lopsided for long. We have some Yankees folks on the way, but right now there's three of us. We're all ganging up on John. The next one is Doug. Doug, tell me a little bit about your love for the Boston Red Sox. (laughs) Well, hey guys, uh, I'm Doug. I uh, I actually have a funny kind of upbringing. So I grew up in New Jersey. Um, so as a kid, 98, 99, 2000, maybe even a little bit of 2001, I was actually a Yankee fan. Derek Jeter was my favorite player, like the first player I could ever really remember, right, growing up. Um, but... Sometime around 2002, I believe, the first stadium I actually went to was Fenway Park. And my love for the Yankees stopped there. <laughs> you know, it's hard growing up in New Jersey where the closest team is, is you know, the either the Yankees or the Mets. And um, so anyway, that changed pretty quickly. And then my new favorite player became uh, David Ortiz. Um so, you know, since then, I've been a, you know, extreme Red Sox fan. Uh, pretty much, you know, my Xbox handle is Red Sox fan, you know, everything, you know, my Twitter handle. Um, but more importantly, I'm a baseball fan, too. I love everything about baseball. I will talk baseball from every team. Um, it's on my bucket list to visit all 30 stadiums. I got to go back and do some twice. Um, so I've done some. And then after I met my wife, I got her into baseball and we've been, you know, riding around visiting all the stadiums we can. Um, yeah. So that, that's about it. That's another thing we're going to be doing on Bleacher Brawls. It's not always going to be Yankees, Red Sox. We're going to talk about that a little bit, a uh, little bit later. Um, but um, although our main, sort of um, idea for this is the socks and the stripes um, we're going to be brawling about anything that um, that's bugging us or that's on our mind or that we disagree with somebody else on um, so I like that Doug touched on that I want to just touch on that the disagreement part um, we that's that's kind of I think that's what we do best uh, together uh, we you know, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about baseball, the Red Sox, the Yankees, we're going to talk about lots of other things. Um, but we're not going to shy away from disagreement. I know I've listened to plenty of podcasts where it's just three or four guys just agreeing with each other for an hour. It gets to be a bit of a snooze fest. So we're going to, we're going to do more than that. We're going to take each other to task. We disagree with something. The other person's going to say, we're going to take them to task and we're going to kind of embrace the disagreement. We're going to embrace the debate. Uh, one top, uh, you know, one uh, big part of our brand is going to be uh, the brawl 
episodes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be having bleacher brawls. You know, we're not. You know, we don't live uh, in the same vicinity, so we can't physically uh, duke it out with each other. So we'll do the next best thing. Uh, we'll rake each other over the coals about an opinion. We'll go back and forth, and that's what a brawl is gonna be. It's gonna be one host mediating between two people who really disagree with each other, and they're gonna have a no holds bowl, no holds barred battle. Um, for a little while and uh you know down the line uh maybe we can get uh y'all that are listening uh to vote on who you think won uh but that's going to be kind of uh our sweet spot there i think that's what's going to set us apart is uh the way we can really um go you know go at it and uh you know duke it out with each other uh and then still be able to come back uh the next week and uh not take it personally and not just hate each other forever after Luke, uh, he hit the nail on the head. And, you know, we, we said we're going to do some Red Sox-Yankees. We're going to go back and forth about that. Uh, we also said we're going to do anything baseball, anything that's on our mind that, that we feel like um, we have a, a solid disagreement on and we want to go back and forth. That can also be within our respective teams. I know we're going to have a lot to say within the Red Sox. We build this Yankees crew. We have a lot to say there. I'm sure Luke and I will inevitably do a Bobby Dahlbeck back and forth um, because Luke loves Bobby so much. I will at some point or another, probably in the first two months we do this, get every single person on our crew extremely angry at me. That's the at goal. At least at one point or another. That's the goal. It it's started, the talent uh, you have. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not my goal. Happened. It will just it will just happen <laughs> because I'll just be being myself. You've already accomplished your goal, man. <laughs> it started started today with uh with some Evaldi talk that that we'll get into another time. Oh God. <laughs> you can find that on our Instagram. Luke had his little rant. Um, anyway, myself, I introduced the show. I haven't talked about myself. Uh, my name is Patrick. You can find me online. Uh, my baseball persona is the boy who loved Joe Kelly. Um, and I think that that um, I'm wearing my Joe Kelly Fight Club T-shirt right now to commemorate this. I think that that's um, one of my favorite Yankees Red Sox moments of all time when um joe kelly beat the shit out of tyler austin and um and you want to talk about taking a guy to town and uh and i think that's one of the reasons why uh i'm very excited to be here because um we got this yankees red Sox thing going back and forth that's the thing i've been pushing for a long time joe just made a face as if joe kelly didn't beat the shit out of tyler austin and so, but you just saying, I mean, there's a great picture of Joe Kelly landing a punch, but I wouldn't <laughs> say he beat the shit out of Tyler Austin. He kind of more fell on top of him. And then Aaron Judge and John Carlos Dane kind of took that whole thing over and just pushed your entire team off to the side. So, I mean, yeah, it's Stone Cold Tyler Austin. He's gone. He's history. I can't really defend the guy, but beat the shit out of him. A little strong. I think opinion. we need a good brawl like every 15 years. Like we had. <laughs> Veritech era that everybody talks about. I don't think we, I don't think the, the Kelly Austin thing gets enough love. And um, in like 10 years, when we have like two entirely different ball clubs, we'll need another one. Munson and Fisk is the best ever. Oh, um, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. That was, yeah, that was way, that was a long time ago, but that was, um, that even beat A Rod and Veritech. <laughs> I got that Pedro Zimmer one still on a VHS tape in my room. And not for nothing, like, you want to talk about getting angry at teams. Like, I find this videotape when we move into our house. I put it in. I'm like, oh, it's a 2003 playoff game. 
And there's an Alfonso Soriano bat where Pedro throws a changeup that throws like starts. It starts like six inches off the plate, breaks about a foot and a half off the plate. Soriano swings at it anyway. And I'm screaming at the TV, like what an idiot he is for swinging at this pitch. My wife says, you know, this game happened 15 years ago at the time. <laughs> and, um, but God, did I still get mad at that at bat with Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> I think, um, I think if that did not perfectly encapsulate some of the things we're going to be talking about on this show, ball games from 20 years ago, uh, I'm not quite sure what else will. Pedro uh, had to protect himself from Don Zimmer. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, because it's so hard to like step away from like a 300 pound, like 80 year old guy with two knee replacements, right? Like, I was can't do patient. that. He had he had nothing to lose. Who knows what he would have been willing to do to to Pedro. For all he knew, he was going to be dead the next day. Honestly, I think I'm pretty sure he's a World War II veteran. So there's a chance he would have just used his cleats as a weapon and, um, yeah, gone into, yeah, what's the loss if something happened to Pedro, in my opinion? Thank you for your service, Don Zimmer. Well, <laughs> one of the other things we want to talk about, I'm sure that I'm sure, um, I have to interrupt many of these back and forth. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight on this first episode is just uh, where you're going to find us everywhere. Um, Luke touched on this a little bit. Um, obviously, the main hub is bleacherbrawls.com. That's where you're going to find um, some Yankees writing, some Red Sox writing, um, something we're calling Between the Lines, where we just talk about anything that's on our mind, normally baseball-related um, you're also going to be able to find us, of course, right here where you're listening. We're going to have Yankees episodes. We're going to have Red Sox episodes. We're going to have episodes for both. Um, our YouTube channel has been up and running for a while. It's a little more Red Sox focused right now, but that will um, eventually change. We've been doing game recaps over there and, and talking a little bit about the future of the Red Sox with the prospect pipeline. Uh, Doug, would you like to talk a little bit about um, the Twitter spaces and your plan for uh, watching ball games together? Sure. So um, during our chat a couple of weeks ago, um, we were all sitting around and we were all tweeting about the game, like at bat for at bat, pitch for pitch. So one of us came up with the idea that said, well, maybe let's make it try a Twitter space, right? And that's just a place where we can all come together, you know, and talk at the same time. So basically it's just creating the space. It's audio only. And, um, our, our bleacher brawl, bleacher brawl, the one without the S, uh, because some random dude has that one. <laughs> um, um, we'll announce when we're going to do it. And we're going to try for about two a week. And if there's demand, you know, we could do more because I pretty much sit around and watch the games anyway. I have a newborn. And so me and the wife just sit around and watch the games anyway. So we'll invite everyone who wants to join to join. And they could just come and talk about whatever they want. Do the Red Sox suck? Do the Red Sox not suck? Does this person suck? Does Bobby Dahlbeck suck? Of course he does. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> Should JBJ not be on the team? Yes. Um, these are the things you could come in and talk about. And um, the more we grow, the more people will just invite, we'll invite random people to come, ask a question, make a comment, 
and then we'll just talk about it while we're watching the game. Uh, that's about it. I think that's the big thing is, you know, what you're listening to right now, that's us talking with each other, um, doing our back and forth. If you want to come join us on Twitter, um, that's where you can talk to us and we can talk to you and yeah, so, uh, we can make it more of a dialogue. So where we really thought this was a good idea is while we were doing one, some random dude just joined and was like, I asked him how he found us. And he just said, well, there's nobody talking about the Red Sox on Twitter. I mean, everyone's tweeting, right? Nobody's having like an actual conversation. So, so we were all like, cool, but, you know, let's, let's keep on doing it. If people, all you have to do is search Red Sox and we were the only ones doing it. So uh, we could do it with the Red Sox. We could do it with the Yankees if John wants to. We could, you know, if, if Scherzer is facing Walker Bueller in a game, we'll freaking do it. And we'll comment on the pitcher duel. We'll do whatever. And that all originates on Twitter. So, hey, you got an idea. If you're listening, you like what you're hearing, you like what you're reading on Twitter, you know, tweet out at the um, at Bleacher Brawl with no S. Hey, you guys want to cover? You're a fan of another team. Hey, you guys want to cover this, uh, watch this Cubs game and do a space on it? You know, we may, we may not, but we're always up for ideas. And um, just a quick humble brag right now. One of our Twitter spaces recently, uh, we were joined by the uh, official twitter account of the was it the the tampa bay international airport so we are the official bleacher bros is the official podcast of the tampa bay international airport we're looking to keep that growing strong we're shooting for lax and dulles next maybe one day uh moving up to LaGuardia and kennedy and of course the main hub boston boston international airport logan airport yeah one more thing um we don't always have to do it during the game either we could do it before or after, maybe a half hour before, half hour after. Maybe we'll just pick up and do it for a couple innings um, if there's enough interest, you know. So tweet at us, mention us, like and follow us on Twitter, and um, you guys tell us when you want Twitter spaces, when you want to talk about the Red Sox, when you want to talk about baseball. That also means that you're going to be able to uh, be a part of Bleacher Brawls um, in every part of your day. You can listen to this show on your morning commute. Um, you can hang out with us during some of the games. You can check out some of our columns, some of our YouTube videos on your lunch break. Um, there will be enough Bleacher Brawl content um, that uh, you won't run out anytime soon. So to end this first episode, we're doing just a little short intro episode for you so you get to know us and get to uh, learn a little bit about where you can find us. We'll have regular episodes coming out soon. Uh, but we wanted to end this first episode with a little bit of a taste of this Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, which I don't think has been a rivalry since 2004, but we can talk about it another time. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the thing that we hate most about the other team. Now, of course, it's a little lopsided. We're going to stick John in the middle so that um, it's not too much ganging up on the Yanks. Um, so I'll start with Luke. The thing you hate most about the New York Yankees, what is it? Uh, well, I mean... Where do you begin? Uh, just picking one thing is the one hard. thing, Luke, <laughs> is pretty hard. Um, I did actually last year, maybe it was the year before, on bleacherbrawls.com. You can find it in the archives. I wrote a uh, 10 things I hate most about the Yankees column, and I believe I'm pretty sure number one on that list was John Sterling. But um, I think my 
viewpoint on that has changed a little bit. I mean, he's he's very worthy of the top spot. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue that. A Stantonian but, home run. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. Making it all about himself. But I think got kind of a new outlook, especially about the way this year began and how some things have happened. But I'll, I'll just go with the fans, the Yankee fans, all, all of them, all the Yankee Please fans. Alien, um, immediately alienate half the people listening to this right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. You didn't don't, alienate us. We're gonna listen to what this guy has to say, and then he just tears <laughs> the ass apart. I mean, yeah, like, look, there's I, anybody listening to this. You know, I've seen it all, heard it, seen it so many times. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of horrible people in every fan base. It's not, it's not uh, all of us. They don't represent everybody. They're the just vocal mi- majority. But you know. I mean, no, it's all you. I mean, you guys, you guys are just as bad. The rest of you who think you're the good fans because you don't do anything about it. You don't even encourage uh, any improvement. I mean, just even the good ones, though, just a bunch of entitled assholes. You know, they think, where does this come from? They think they deserve a championship ring every year, even though there are people who uh, who are in college right now who have only seen them win one. Um, there's it's not a dynasty. It hasn't been a dynasty for 22 years. You know, they got one, one and done, uh, in, uh, 2000 in 2009, you know, the Kansas city Royals got one in 1985, you know, a big whoop. Um, just, I don't know where this, why this entitlement still lasts. Um, they've had a great start to this season. You know, what, two weeks into the season, they're throwing trash on the field. Not even at the, the time it was at the other team. They were throwing trash on the field to protest them losing a game or not doing well in a game. They're like 25 and nine right now. They didn't have a chance to even show what kind of team they were, and the fans were throwing shit on the field. Um, they're a bunch of animals, uh, you know, and now the t- we'll talk about the other time this year. It's only May 18th. There's two incidences of a lot of Yankee fans throwing trash on the field when they were throwing it. This Cleveland Guardians player gets injured in the middle of the game, I think crashing into a wall. And, you know, a couple of the other outfielders get into it with the fans. The Yankees win the game, a walk-off win a couple minutes later, and they celebrate the walk-off win by throwing trash on their own fields because there's some other some opposing players uh, that, are th- that are near it. Uh, the Yankee, these Yankee players had to come out and calm the crowd down after they got a walk-off win. Um, you know, the bleacher creatures are, you know, a bunch of degenerate mutants. That roll call bit is the most uncreative, lame kind of, uh, you know, this is our thing um, kind of thing that any team has. Um, you know, it's ridiculous. Jeffrey Mayer, the guy who caught Derek Jeter's home run in the 96 ALDS is a hero, even though he should have been thrown out of the freaking game because he interfered with the ball that was in play. Um, you know, uh, and one of the biggest things they all say Jeter is the greatest shortstop of all time. Um, you know, just completely ignoring the fact that he was a singles hitter that was more protected in the lineup. I'm saying uh, than any player in history, nobody has ever had as many hall of famers slash greatest hitters of their time hitting behind them than Derek Jeter. Nobody has seen more fastballs than Derek Jeter. Um, Yankee fans. Hope you listen. Hope you like the content and hope you stick with us, but goodbye. (laughs) uh, But um, you know, John, John will be your friend. I care not to be. Sean, I was going to put you later in the order, but I feel like right away we need a rebuttal. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, you know, um, I, most Yankee fans agree with me in the fact that it's a little hard to defend Yankee fans on a whole, but <laughs> most of the stuff you said is just completely wrong anyway. So, um, you know, Miles Straw, I'm going to say, and to defend a recent incident, uh, that Miles Straw thing, the Guardians, you know, players got to know better than to get into it with the fans. And, you know, he did kind of jump into the, up onto the fence and started yelling at the player, uh, the fans to hit him. So, you know, if they retaliated, that's kind of a little bit on Miles Straw. Um, after they were booing, know. after they were like razzing the teammates after a player on but their that's team. No, but injured. that's where, see, that's what I'm talking about. When I say you're wrong, you don't know what you're like. You, it wasn't that they were ragging, razzing the player for getting hurt. Like Miles Straw, they've been riding him all game long, you know, like, Yankee Stadium is a great place for heckling, and if you can't handle it, you know, it normally throws guys off their game, and Miles Straw was thrown off his game. He was, you know, they, they were, um, excuse me, he was just, they were getting on him all game, he was retaliating, he was fighting back, he was yelling into the stands, so it was an escalating incident, and your guy, Terry Francona, the manager of the Guardians, should have known better and told him like, Hey, just like you're feeding into this and only going to make it worse. But I guess Terry Francona, um, I know he's had his pro- personal issues in the past, um, not making any insinuations though. But <laughs> if we want to get into what I hate most about the Red Sox, besides the fans, um, Doug, I heard, just heard your story and you're not going to like this. I honestly just hate Fenway park. Um, I don't think for the, for the amount that Red Sox fans complain about Yankee Stadium, like I think you really need to take a look at your own stadium first. Um, the Green Monster is just it should be torn down and built up with like an actual wall, like concrete wall that's padded, you know, like the fact that so many young visiting players come into that park and then just get humiliated all weekend long trying to play balls off that wall. That Red Sox outfielders actually do know how to. Play. It's much more likely for a visiting outfielder to have to go scrambling after some ball, like wall ball, that just bounces and takes off down the other way down the outfield, or even in the center field in the caroms or right field, the way the ball just bounces. Like Red Sox outfielders know how to play those balls a lot better than the visiting players. So for the Red Sox fans to be complaining about Yankee Stadium with the short porch, I mean, look at that, that stadium right there, and what an advantage it is defensively to your team. You know, um, so I kind of looked some of these things up. And if anyone wants to go to bleacherbrawls.com, I recently posted a YouTube video about where Pablo Sandoval, his one career or well, his one Red Sox career triple anyway, just happened on a ball that was completely misplayed off that green monster. You know, um, Red Sox players, like I looked at a few recent examples of Red Sox players that leave and then see their averages plummet. Now is their average plummet because they're just not any good anymore because they don't play for the Red Sox, which, Hey, I know a lot of you fans, that's kind of what you think, but in all honesty, it plummet their averages plummets because they don't have that wall to just bounce balls off of. That would be routine fly ball outs. Um, Mookie Betts since 2021 has been batting in the two sixties as opposed to his averages out there in Fenway. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. was never a great hitter, but he was 163 that one season in Milwaukee, and he can usually keep his average around 200 in Boston. Um, Kevin Euclid, end of his career, yeah, he left at the end of his career, but you know, his average just actually absolutely plummeted. 
Bill Miller, 340. This is the worst example. I'm sorry. This is the worst examples I've ever heard. Didn't Mookie like How old fuck was up Kevin his back? Is many... Jackie horrible all of the time? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, so here's one. Then Bill Miller won a batting yes, title. Jackie is horrible all of the time. <laughs> and batted 226 on the road and 340 at home. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So, but the point is, like, that's how you giving up a home run. It gives the pitcher a minute to set. Like, he can, doesn't have to change his delivery. He's, when the Red Sox start a rally off a ball that's hit, bounces awkwardly off the wall. Like, you keep pressure on the pitcher. There's runners on base. Like, it's one, a ball off the wall that should have been in out. Another ball off the wall that bounces where it now goes for extra bases. There's runners on base. The pitcher has to speed up his delivery. He has to be checking the bases, throwing pickoff moves. It's a lot different than just okay hitting a solo home run and clearing the bases. The fact of the matter is, too, that, you know, so home runs, like, how many times has that short porch helped the Yankees over the past 20 years? Like, you brought that, Luke brought that up. Yet it acts like, oh, it's such a great advantage to the Yankees when it really hasn't been, as opposed to the fact when you're most World Series teams over the past couple of years, you're, they're not just hitting home runs. They're hitting the contact. They're putting runners on base, and they're keeping pressure on their pitcher, which is what happens when you play in Fenway pretty much every single game. I had a lot of examples though. Check out the article on bleacherbrawls.com. The, on. the uh, this could go all come on now. It, 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 yeah. And you guys have already hashed it out back and forth on the website. Check it out there. Let's move on to Doug. Doug, you so, were a Yankees fan for a hot minute. So, gosh, I came up with like five points during these guys, uh, you oh, know, no. back and back and forth. <laughs> but but they talked for so long i forgot half of them <laughs> so um, then give us give us the thing you hate most about the hold on I, I i deserve a little screen time because you know they they wrote you know they they talked their books i'm but i'm not going to take half of the time that they took um <laughs> one i can see why they're friends <laughs> two um I thought this was going to be like a quick what's what's the thing you hate and then move on um three don't they call yankee stadium like one out of 30 park they should if they don't they should <laughs> i've never heard that i've never heard that one before so no. sir are you, are you familiar with the like wooded dong uh on twitter so no. so it's like this this um this uh handle that that basically every home run that gets hit they'll say how many home runs it would be out of 30 parks and pretty much all of the yankee home runs hit at yankee stadium are like only a home run at yankee stadium mm -hmm. so one out of 30 park um anyway a nice ring to it yeah i forgot i forgot but the flip side of that yesterday aaron judge hits a home run or hits a ball in baltimore that would have been a home run in every other park and is that an advantage for baltimore Nah, Baltimore just shot themselves in the foot. For that, that was a nightmare. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing. You can find my opinions on that at the boy who loved Joe Kelly. It'll be out by the time you listen to this. Anyway, Doug, go ahead. Um, the thing, I forgot my main point. Oh yeah, mine's my, my point is 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 kind of a little petty, but you know, the thing that I hate most about Yankees, the the Yankees, is that they have to shave all the time. <laughs> They just look so like such like freaking losers. I, I don't know. It's like you can't even have any scruff. It's just, it's just, it's like all personality is lost with the beard. 
anyone who's been not a Yankee, like Kiner Falefa, now he doesn't have a beard. He looked like a freaking weirdo. I, I don't know. That's it. That's Johnny Damon. Got. Johnny Damon went right there after Boston. He yeah. had to shave it all off. Yeah, and then he, he his career tanked after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Nothing. Nothing big. Just. So should John and I talk a lot more now to, to make up for the time? For the- no, no. <laughs> I think it's Pat's turn. You should not. You should not. Um, I'll go quickly. Uh, my thing uh, about the Yanks is that everybody, and Luke touched on this just a little bit, everybody who's a fan of the Yankees um, treats the team like it's still a dynasty. And... Um, the 27 rings thing drives me nuts, drives us all nuts um, because most of those happened a long, long time ago. Nobody gives a shit anymore. And um, yes, they always seem to crank out 90 plus wins. Um, you know, they're always competitive. They are much more, much more stable than the Red Sox have been over the past, you know, 10, 15 years, even though we won more titles. Um, but that's exactly what it is. I feel like I touched on this a little bit before. 2004, this rivalry ended. That was the end of it. The Red Sox won for good, um, and and they've been the better team ever since. Maybe not uh, consistently the better team, but um, more titles, um, higher highs uh, over the past 20 years. And I think that the the dynasty thing is long gone. That that's a good way to look at it. Like it's a, like a long uh epic novel or something that spans you know 80 years or whatever the yankees you know the villains keep winning and keep winning and keep winning and the the red Sox, the heroes you know they can't get they can't get there a couple of years they come close and they can't do it and you know 2003 like oh we're gonna do it now and they still can't go and then 2004 down three out like you know the hero you know the hero all his friends are dead and there's you know six villains standing around him with machine guns and you know, he takes out his ballpoint pen and kills them all in uh, an amazing, you know, conclusion of the movie. And yeah, that was the end of the, the end of the, like seven possibly the end of the rivalry. Well, hang on, Yankees fans. I'm not going to let them say this without a <laughs> small response here. I like to view it more as, yes, that dynasty is still going on. I've seen five in my lifetime, which is still more than any of you. My old man has seen way more than that. But the point is, I think in Luke's comparison, I see it more as like we're in exile and we got we're in exile because, yes, we did get a little bit full of ourselves and maybe this is our punishment. And I think we've been humbled over the past couple of years, but we're getting a lot closer to getting back to the promised land. The problem is you've been humbled, but you have not been humble. Exactly. That's the problem. You're still talking. I don't don't get it. I I, I don't understand what you're trying to say. It doesn't make sense here. All right. Well, folks, I think that that's that's the taste of it for you. I think you'll get a little bit of an idea of the back and forth. Um, Not every episode of the show is going to be Yankees and Red Sox. We're going to have some Yanks. We're going to have some Sox. We're going to have some episodes where we talk about. other teams and other players and other moments in baseball we're going to have some episodes where um we argue about whatever's on our mind it doesn't have to be baseball doesn't have to be sports related um so i'm hoping this little preview episode little introduction um will give you a bit of a taste of what we've got going on we've got a big bleacher brawls crew and they're spread out everywhere we're on youtube like we said instagram twitter uh 
on the website, right? You'll see some folks shuffling in and out of, of this show that you're listening to right now. Um, we're all going to be hanging out. It's all in good fun. And uh, we're going to do some, some fun uh, shit talking of the other teams. Any final words? Is this where we, we talk about Avaldi? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> we get to that next time. All right, folks. Perfect. We'll, we'll end it there. For John, for Luke, for Doug, myself, I'm Patrick. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Bleacher Brawls. Whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, five-star review right away. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. Download this episode. All of those things that you got to do to make sure that when our next episode drops, it comes directly onto your phone. You don't even have to think about it. And then you are a part of the Bleacher Brawls crew. Like we said before, you can also follow us on any of those socials. Find those links in the description of this episode. We will see you all in the very near future for some more Bleacher Brawls.